Uh, I'm feeling kind of good. It's Tuesday. I just last night, so it's Tuesday, May 10th, at uh, the time that I am speaking, uh, checking for proper modulation. Uh, it's Tuesday, May 10th. <laughs> uh, yesterday would have been Monday, May 9th, and that was the day uh, yesterday evening that I posted. You know, I had several recordings that I did over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I posted, I think, four of them. I had a few others, and I just I listened to it. I'm like, it's, it's it's not good. It's not that good. Nobody. I listened to one, and I got like 30 seconds in. I'm like, this this stinks. I've I've had times in the past where I've listened to my own podcast, and I'm like, hey, this I'd listen to this guy. This guy's not bad. I don't know if the last year has had any of that kind of material because I'm not doing the usual thing. This I used to have. It's crazy. I used to have time. And I could just like turn on the computer. I get everything set. I'd prep for the week. I actually had time to prep for a podcast and to get like all the different things queued up and then to like really put in a nice production. And now I barely have time to pace back and forth for 10 minutes talking to my phone. Uh, but I do, I feel, I feel good. Uh, and I don't, you know. <laughs> As I've mentioned, if you listen to the last several podcasts, yeah, I went a few weeks ago to the doctor, got some medication. Uh, the first couple of days that I took it, I felt weird. Like I just didn't quite feel myself. But I also, it was the end of a very stressful week off, a week that was not relaxing, that was not particularly fun, where I just, I napped and I, my sleep was off. And then I was getting like three hours of sleep and then like just bad stuff. So I don't know if I felt out out of sorts and off. I think it was more stress type stuff, you know, cause I was saying like, I don't know, it's, it's only two or three days worth of medication. I don't think I would be feeling off from that. And I don't think it was because I don't, I, I feel like myself now still very stressed out, still very, yeah, but I feel, I feel good. And there were a few times last week where I, the medication I have is not for ADHD per se, but there are ADHD Mm, components to it, for lack of a better word. Uh, it does have some ability to, to hit the ADHD stuff. And, you know, it's, it's mostly for just, you know, the, the depression type thing. Does that mean I, I'm suddenly like happy and bubbly and cheery? Well, you know, not any more or less than I ever am. <laughs> but there's, there's, you know, there's always external factors, right? Like, you could you could go through life just said uh, you know some people go through life an external fact everything's good everything's great on surface it's like wow you you know you got a ton of money you got a great family you got friends you got this you got that you know you you live in the penthouse overlooking central park yeah life's good you're a big i don't know tv star whatever how could you be depressed everything's just going so great it doesn't matter you just you just that's just how it is if good stuff bad stuff's happening but I guess one of the pros for me is that external factors do have a major impact. And so, you know, if stuff is going, uh, you know, really well, work and everything else and like, you know, seeing friends and people and stuff, that like helps, right? But, uh, but you know, it's still, it still isn't everything. You can still – I saw something and I've probably, I'm probably repeating myself – Something somewhere, a Twitter, I don't know where, that said, you know, it's entirely possible 
Because people are like, I can't believe, you know, you always see the the pictures and, and this is like the worst case scenario, but like, um, you know, like, like, uh, Chester Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, you know, videos of him like a week, you know, he was on like carpool karaoke, uh, you know, like a week before he died. And there's, you know, videos, you know, concerts and him with his family playing and having a great, you know, just goofing around. It's like, I can't believe he was looks so happy. It's like, yeah, you can you can be happy and also really, really unhappy at the same time. So that for me is like, yeah. That's that's it. I'm not, and now I'm not anywhere near that. You know, there's there's nothing like that. Um, none of those kind of thoughts. But uh, yeah, it's I I feel like this. I feel like this shit is working. But it's also like, eh, you know, the weather gets a little warmer. It's a little sunnier. We're getting towards the end of the school year. It's like you know, you st- that's always that's always like good good mood time of the year, anyways. Um, but, and then there's some other things going on that are pretty good. Like I, I really worked my ass off to hit like a major financial milestone. I don't mind telling you, I don't mind sharing this information I had for the last, oh my gosh, uh, when in 2010, if you go back to like 2009, 2010, um, (laughs) it's crazy when I think about it now, what an idiot I was, because one of the big reasons for me moving away. I moved from, as I've said a million times, I moved from New York to Florida and then Florida to North Carolina and then up, up the coasts here in beautiful New Hampshire, just outside of Boston, just 39 short miles outside of Boston. Short miles. If you're driving at 2 AM, if you're driving in rush hour, it's, uh, it's 39 of the longest miles you will ever encounter. Um, anyway, (laughs) so, so I moved and it's crazy when I think about it, my wife and I were both full-time employees. We were both working full-time, had a new baby and, uh, who is now 12 going on 13. And at that time really wanted to buy a house, had outstanding, my credit score was like eight something. And, uh, Really, when I look back, I think about it, I'm like, God damn it. We could have easily bought a house, purchased a house. My thing was I wanted to be able to make it so uh, so that I could make enough money so that the wife could be home and raise the children. Because my And my thinking was pretty simple. You can find a job anytime. Your kids are going to be little babies and little tots for a very 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 short amount of time and then they're and then they're not you got that little kid time and there's something to me that's just so important about like having at least one parent home with the kids for you know for as many at least until they start school and so that's pretty much what happened so we and I so I got enough of a pay increase to be able to, you know, I had to move to Florida to get it, <laughs> but I got it, uh, and then got an additional one moving to North Carolina, and then got a really big one moving up to, you know, taking a job in Boston, and I've continued to continue to only move up. Um, but when I think about it, like I would, I would, there was a neighborhood that I would walk around in New York, all I would take the little baby, little baby Cam, put her in the, and put them in the stroller. 
and uh, just just all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all morning, just walk around these neighborhoods and just say like you know, and it's not none of them were like new fancy houses. They were, you know, these are houses from the the sixties. 70s i guess um you know maybe some of the newer ones from the 80s uh some of the 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 additional some of the newer sections of the neighborhood but a a very big a big labyrinth of of streets and stuff which was very confusing at first but which i walking through them i got to know very well got very familiar with all of the roads and uh and would just walk and i'd just be like yeah this uh, that house that would be great i'd live in that house oh my god look at and when i think about it now those houses were like those houses were like in the mid to upper twos maybe the low threes at best and i think about it and it's just like oh my god we so easily so fucking easily could have afforded but we wouldn't have been able to do that and have just me working on my salary alone so it's like okay here's the plan i'm going we're going to move i'm going to get a job that can support us both and then we'll be able to eventually you know uh, i'll get to a place where we can we can make this happen the problem is my pay increased considerably but without without the wife's income collectively our our overall household income went down by you know a lot and so yes we so it was a tough it was a tough few years and yeah the bottom line yeah i don't mind my my credit score just just went in a toilet for the longest time and you know between yeah between student loans credit cards whatever uh just just in the toilet and it, you know anytime <laughs> anytime i would get a little bit ahead i would be pushed you know five step two steps forward and five steps backward just at every turn just no matter what i was like oh yeah we can move here okay this is a pay increase and the cost of living is this and then okay we can do that and and then it was you know and then there's just there's just so many different variables that you really don't know until you're there like oh man this is going to cost extra or this is going to hold me back or unforeseen uh, expenses and things like that um just any any number of things and <laughs> so so yeah it's it's been a while and over the last few years one of the big things is that the wife went just just for fun just you know have a little extra money went and got a job with the school a part-time job just working in the cafeteria at one of the high schools um she's been there for one two three four this is her fourth school year and uh and she's gonna start her fifth in the fall which is crazy and she's uh She's just got a, a promotion that's going to start next year. They love her. No, to the surprise of nobody who knows her, she's just like knocking it out of the park left and right, you know, working circles around, a, you know, a number of folks. And, and the other, you know, the other handful who also work very hard, who are veterans are like really, you know, the, everybody likes her. Well, of course they like her. Um. But what's great is she's been full time. She's been able to get like really good benefits and stuff. 
And and that's allowed me to just focus on finding <laughs> finding the jobs that because the thing about being a contractor that's tough is either you don't get uh, you don't get the health benefits or you get them and they're unbelievably expensive, just insanely expensive. Uh, and with Kimmy's job, we don't need the income; we just need the benefits. So m- most of her income, unfortunately, goes to the paying for the the benefits but they're great benefits and you know she still pockets a little you know uh a penny or two every week to to stuff away and uh yeah we've been working we've been working really hard on uh on hitting some financial milestones and there's one that i'm that i've hit this week and uh it's it's got me feeling pretty good about the future so i'm you know i'm not totally totally there yet because uh, there's still there's still a lot to be done, but you know we've got uh, we've got a, a here's this is crazy. I was coming back the other day with uh, with the was it with the kids? Was it by myself? Oh yeah, the kids and I we went out somewhere. I, I don't remember. Uh, and we were coming back. Oh no, it was Mother's Day. I took Kaylin to IHOP on Mother's Day. Uh, this is going to sound, there's, there's no other way to say it, but Kimmy stayed home to do laundry and I took Kaylin to IHOP and Cam was too tired. So Cam stayed home on the couch. (laughs) So the two of us went to IHOP for Mother's Day, for Mother's Day breakfast. And of course brought home a ton of, uh, you know, waffles and bacon and sausage and hash browns and all kinds of good stuff. But, and before you go yelling at me, I am not allowed to do laundry. Nobody else is allowed. The kids have even offered to do laundry. We share a laundry unit with, I've talked about this, with like 5,000 other people. And Kim has come up with a very specific method that she uses to do the laundry so that it doesn't, uh, she just has a method. And I've, you know, I've offered, I've put stuff in the laundry and then it's been wrong and it's like, okay. All right. (laughs) Um, so, th- so we did, yeah, Kaylin, the youngest and I went out and had IHOP. It's so sad, man. And like two people, two, two waitresses working, one hostess and, you know, most of the tables were empty and it was like an, a, a 60 to 90 minute wait to get a table at IHOP on mother's day. Not because they were so packed, but because there's, you know, there was nobody, no, not enough people working. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just. It just sucks. People should be paid more. That's not, you know, oh, nobody wants to work. They, yeah, I mean, I guess technically a lot of people, like, I don't ever want to work, but I'm working. Like, even when I'm at work, I don't want to work. So, like, to say that is, you know, stating the obvious. But for some people, they uh, they maybe realize, like, oh, well, I can stay home and get paid pretty much the same as if I'm working, because which is not a statement on, like, oh, they're lazy. It's a statement of, like, Hey, maybe these jobs should pay a little bit more. Maybe like I'm sure if I looked up the CEO of IHOP, I bet he's he or she is making an okay uh an okay uh, buck or two. Um so it's like, oh, nobody wants to work. Well, maybe they're tired of like working for peanuts to make rich people even richer. Let's see. IHOP salary. Let's just I'm just curious. CEO of IHOP salary. Uh, okay. He made 1.4 million. John, J.D. Johns. J.D. Johns. 
Dine Brands Global. Okay. He did all right. He did okay last year. Made made over a million. And uh, I know the people who are working at IHOP aren't making anywhere near that. Maybe maybe if some people, maybe if some folks got a little bump. And uh, maybe not maybe not every fucking CEO has to be a goddamn millionaire. But anyway. <laughs> so we were coming back from IHOP. And our neighbor, who lives on the third floor, and her husband were coming home from somewhere. And we said hi. They're very nice people. And uh, they said hi. We, I said hi. We said hi. They said hi. Whatever. We always say hi to them. They're, they're, they're the only people. Like we went, you know, when we first moved here, we learned everybody's name. Hey, nice to meet you. Hey. And then we realized like, oh, yeah, it's an apartment. People are coming and going like every five minutes. There's no point of learning all these people's names. And, uh, you know, we, we had some people who were long timers and then they left and then it was just like, I don't care anymore. So that's why I came up with, you know, names like Bork and Princess PJs, as you know, uh, because I, I had no idea who anybody was. And then there's some people who are very neighborly, like this fella who came over sometime in the last year, uh, with, with cookies. He had just moved in and he baked really delicious cookies. And I was the only one who ate them because everybody else was afraid that they were, you know, filled with poison. And uh, they were delicious. I've, I haven't seen him since. I still ha- I've, I saw him once. Just as mysteriously as he showed up on my doorstep, he vanished <laughs> off into the night. Never to be seen. I've never seen that guy. I don't even, does he live here? Did he ever live here? I, I mean, I went and knocked on his door that same night to like, you know, my youngest wanted to meet him and say thank you for the cookies and uh, yeah he was a nice kid but i have not seen him since anyway these are the only pretty much the only two people that and there's some long timers we say hi to them but i don't i don't need to know them <laughs> uh but these two you know we actually know their names and uh so she were coming in and she said hey you know i don't know if you guys are ever looking for a house but if you are uh <laughs> my husband and i are real estate agents like oh how fortuitous let's chat so we got the business card she's coming over friday evening after work 5 30 i believe and she's gonna sit down we're gonna have a little casual chit chat uh come up with some you know some of our must-haves some of our nice-to-haves she didn't ask for that but we're gonna have it prepared i like to be overly prepared um you know and uh, hopefully get the ball rolling on that because the inventory of houses here in Nashua, it's starting, it's starting to climb. Even a month ago, there were maybe a dozen things, and most of it was crap. Either crap or way too expensive or just right and gone in five minutes. <laughs> like if, you had, if you'd see something, you'd be like, wow, that's perfect, and it's a reasonable price, and the next day, gone 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 and most of the shit that's on zillow not all of it but a lot of it is probably by the time you even see it on zillow it's gone um because you know you have to work with with a realtor to 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 get the stuff early enough when it's when it's going on the market not not after it's been there for several days or even weeks and then and then made its way to zillow um zillow's fun and everything it's 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 great, you know, it's for some people it's it's better than porn to look through on your phone. 
and uh, and it's really spectacular. But uh, yeah, I think we're you know my my credit karma uh, app, you know the credit karma thing has been like great to just track all that shit. I have zero dollars, zero dollars and zero cents in credit card debt, which is fantastic. Uh, it took two and a half years to get there, but really it took a lot longer. <laughs> it's, it's taken like 10 years to get there basically because uh, there was just one setback after another. It just almost laughable, like a comical amount of like, are you fucking kidding me? Where it was like, okay, I think we can actually get ahead of things. And then just, uh -uh, not so fast, my friend. Uh, So, yeah, so I've I've taken, look, I don't mind. There should be no shame in this stuff. I'll tell you, I don't give a fuck. I took 80 fucking thousand dollars worth of credit card debt from January, from Martin Luther King Day 2020 until May 9th, 2022. 80, it was over 80,000. It's like 84,000. 84 fucking thousand dollars. I was paying, I'm not even joking, I was paying, oh, about $3,000 a month to really not even move the needle on those things. Just it's horrendous stuff. And yeah, it's fucking, it fucking sucks. And. And then I, I, you know, put a plan in place, worked with, worked with someone who could help, and now it's zero dollars for the first time in about a decade. And frankly, <laughs> I guess, I guess, speaking of karma, I guess me thinking instead of just like back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, we should have just, we should have just, uh, you know, gotten pre qualified, gotten a loan, got a reasonably priced house. For two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars in Clifton Park, that's probably now you know more like four or five hundred thousand, and uh, and just you know that would have been it. That would have been it. Um, and it's like, yeah, yeah, we took we took the we took the long road, I guess, in a lot of ways, because that was a fucking yeah. It's been just a nonstop uphill. You know, and then you get uh, fucking student loans on top of that, uh, which are finally, hey, they're finally, <laughs> my student loans are finally uh, under $100,000. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, if I could just go back and not go to grad school. Oh, man, if I could only just not go to grad school and not get that stupid MBA. But listen, without the MBA, I wouldn't have had the ability to get these jobs that pay enough so that I can pay off my loans that I took out to get the MBA to get the well-paying jobs, right? That's a, I think, is that a, is that a, I don't know, is that like a snake eating its own tail or something? I don't know what that is, it's, it's, but it's stupid. Anyway, but it's like, fuck, man, I'm finally, I'm finally like, wow, you know, the credit score is, is over 700. Uh, it's going to, in the next week or so, it'll be, it'll be considerably over 700. Uh, yeah, the credit cards are gone. It's all looking really good. It's been really, 
it's been fucking and you know it doesn't help that's the thing too you move into a place that's not very <laughs> yeah if first I, when when i got my job offer to move to be relocated up to the boston area i'm like oh my god look at the increase in pay this is huge this is huge this is life changing and then oh man you just don't uh just stuff like not having a washer and dryer and having to pay basically 20 bucks a week to do laundry 20 fucking dollars a week to do laundry and then just uh you know it costs it honestly costs probably oh anywhere between yeah i would say probably 5 it's probably about five to six hundred dollars a month just to go to Boston, because you either need a parking pass for a garage, which is about five hundred dollars, or on the commuter rail you need a monthly pass, which is uh, counting the counting the sixty or seventy or eighty or whatever it was dollars a month. You need a parking pass to park in the garage to take the commuter rail, and then the ticket for the commuter rail. So. Uh, that was about four or five hundred dollars. There's no getting around. And then if you're driving in, you, you don't not just paying for the parking garage, but you're paying like several dollars in tolls each way. It's just like all these things that are like, oh man, <laughs> and it continuously rising every year. The rent going up by like a hundred dollars a month just every year, and now going up by six hundred dollars a month. And I guess I'm lucky because I've talked to some other people and their rent is going up by over $1,000 a month. $1,000. That should be elite. You should be locked up. Can you imagine there's people who are locked up because, like, you know, they sold a fucking – boy, I just lost my train of thought. People locked up because they sold pot for a reasonable price. And now there's businesses in Massachusetts who are flourishing. I forgot what they said. It's it's billions. It's in the B billions of weed revenue that has come into the state. And there are people who are still in jail whose lives were destroyed because they did the exact same thing. Except they did it years ago when you, well, you couldn't do it. It was illegal. We only want people drinking booze. Booze never killed anyone. Oh, man. And then, like, yeah, it's just crazy. It used to just have, like, yeah, and these big corporations didn't own all the all the rental places once upon a time. And this place that we live is owned by a big corporation, and they have rental properties all over. You can go to the corporate site and just see it all over. No, New England and Florida and Texas and California and the Midwest and just everywhere. They have so many rental communities, just wonderful, wonderful rental communities. And uh, yeah, so they can just they can just say, hey, fuck you. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Here's what you got to pay us. Otherwise, get the fuck out because there's a line 10 miles long of people who are willing to pay. I just... The thought of paying $3,000 a month to live in this place is bad enough that I pay $2,000 a month to have. And by the way, may I remind you, I, for the, this is the first time living here these last seven years is the first time since I was six that I've lived in a place that had fewer than three toilets. And by fewer, I mean one toilet, four people, one toilet, one almost teenager. Uh, another one who will be, uh, who'll be 11 this year, preteen, 
uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, sometimes I look at it, I'm like, how have we been able, <laughs> how has this worked? How has this one toilet thing worked? This one bath, not even toilet, just one shower, one bathroom, one, you know, like, forget it. I'm, I'm, it's going to take a while to break the habit of like all of us asking, Hey, does anyone need the bathroom? I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to be in there for a while. It's weird how, like, you talk about going backwards. I mean, even when we rented in New York, we had, you know, three bathrooms. We had one shower, but the, there were toilets on either end of the shower. It was like his and hers toilet. It was great. It's like we, we had a laundry dryer, washer dryer, and a laundry room and a garage and just all this stuff that was just included for the $850 a month that we paid for that place. It was huge, too, for a rental. It's like, I don't know, 1,400 square feet, something like that. This place is a thousand square feet. It's it's crazy. We've been here for seven years because it has been such a huge expenditure, and that's why that's why they like to keep the the poor people staying poor. And when I say I'm not a poor person, not by any means, I I'm doing a okay, <laughs> and I have been for for a good a good while a good while. Um, but yeah, when you just can't, you know, when there's, if, <laughs> if the money coming in and the money going out is not a, a, a feasible ratio, that's tough. So, so I finally took action two years ago, Martin Luther King day, 2020 did something about it. Uh, I, 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 was, <laughs> I don't think I should make it. I have a dream. No, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to say free at last. No, no, no. It just happened to be Martin Luther King Day 2020 that I placed a call. And, uh, yeah, pretty life-changing. And now, and in the last few months, I've just been, like, I've just been loaded. I mean, like, thousands of dollars I've been putting into just accelerating the payoff of all these these debts. And it's great to be able to do that. To have the ability to do that is is huge. And uh, so, anyway, um. Yeah, but you know, you don't there's things you don't uh, you don't foresee happening like, you know, trips to the emergency room, multiple trips to the emergency room, which I think anybody who has a kid, that's they don't have a manual. I mean, they do. They do have manuals on parenting, but I mean, it's all it's all unique to your own situation, but I can tell you uh that I can tell you the following, which is that um here's something that they should put in the manual is if you have kids, you'll go to the ER. I there's uh, <laughs> I would be shocked. I don't know. I don't think I know anybody who hasn't been to the ER because of their kids probably falling from something somewhere. And uh so yeah, it's like and that that shit ain't cheap. You don't you, they don't they don't let you just come and go to the ER for free. It's not a $20 copay. <laughs> um and of course I've had all kinds of different insurance over the year, and 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 it was also just perfect. Like any of the times that we needed the ER, was like, oh, oh, I wish I was on the other insurance, because that would have really, because <laughs> I yeah, it's like it's just when you're like, eh, I've been on the low deductible plan for so many years, I'm I I never even it's like I don't need it. Go to the high deductible, so I don't have it's less out of pocket. We'll be fine. Oh, time to go to the ER. (laughs) 
Uh, uh, I don't care, though, because it was my kids. I would pay any amount of money for them to... I live in this piece of shit apartment until my dying breath if it was meant that my kids had a, a healthy, happy life. If that was the difference, if it was like, you can move away from this shitty apartment, but your kids will have a horrible life. Well, what's the alternative? You can stay in this apartment, and your kids will have a great life. And be like, all right, I'll stay here, fine. Um, and then I would try to sneakily like move out. And hope that the the devil or whoever I'm making this pact with wouldn't uh, wouldn't see. Uh, anyway, boy, this is just going all over the place. So the 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 long and the short of it here is that uh, yeah, in the, the last ten years have just been oh man, just crazy, crazy, crazy amounts of like I don't know amounts crazy amounts of like hopelessness, right, and uncertainty. And you try and you try and you try to get somewhere. And just when you're like, I think we're going to make it here, I think. And then you get you get knocked back down the mountain. I just think of like, uh, you know, like, you know, in Three Amigos when Steve Martin's chained against the wall. And he's like, going to make it, going to make it, going to make it. And he's pulling the chains to grab the lever. He's like, going to make it. He puts his hand on the lever. And he's like, aha. And then he goes flying back against the wall. Yeah, that's like that's the last uh, 10, 11, 12 years. And now I'm finally like I'm about to pull the lever, I think. I'm always watching. I've got eyes in the back of my head because every time I've thought I'm about to grab that lever and pull it any time in the last 12 years. Uh, yeah, no, not so fast, my friend. And so, oh, man. Yeah, and now when I look back and I think like we were looking at houses when we moved to Florida and they were between like 90K and a, the, the most expensive house that we looked at was $145,000. Oh my God. You idiot. There was one that was 90K. It was beautiful and it had like a dark, it was like dark inside. It wasn't like a bright Florida-y kind of thing. It was like, oh. And they had these like paintings. They had murals on the wall of like... I don't know if it was like ancient Rome or Greece or something. And they had like, I just, I loved it. And it had a huge backyard. Uh, I don't think it had a pool though, but it was just a night. It was like nice. It's like, holy shit, $90,000. This is fucking great. Like this was a city that had a 50% foreclosure rate back in 2010. They could have had anything. Um, so anyway, but that's, that wasn't the case. Uh, I, I guess I'm, probably glad that we didn't buy a house but oh man we were that was the that was the closest we ever came and then i just decided at the last minute i'm like ah, we're not gonna be here for long i just knew before we were, i'm like there's let's not let's not get too settled here this is gonna be a we're we're gonna be here for like a year maybe two we were there for two years and that was it that was all i could handle <laughs> oh my god um yeah, so so yeah, it's been it's been really shitty. It's like, yeah. It's it's been shitty. I wonder if will I post this? I don't know if I'll post this. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I this is my problem. I get I'm getting too personal on here and then I get to the end of everything and I'm like, "Don't post this. I'm not going to post this. I can't post this. Don't post this." And uh 
I'll probably just I'll probably forget that I say that and just post it. So who knows? Who knows what'll happen? But listen, we're uh, like I I just I f- like this is the first time where I actually feel like, uh huh, uh huh. Hmm. I think I think we're actually I think we can actually like do this and pull pull the fucking trigger. Let's go, baby. Let's do this. And then there's part of me that's like, hmm. <laughs> I know there's not a lot of 90K houses in Florida, uh, you know, or, or at least anywhere that I would want to live. Uh, but I know it's still cheaper. It's still cheaper than uh, the New England. Most places are cheaper than New England. Um, I mean, it's crazy. I, you know, when you, when you get to a point where you're just like, yeah, half a million, that's pretty reasonable. And half a million gets you... The maybe maybe two thousand square feet maybe, like between four and five hundred thousand in Nashua, mind you, not not Boston, not like immediate cities and towns outside of Boston, but like Nashua, New Hampshire, the closest city to Boston, uh, and that's a big reason because a lot of motherfuckers live in New Hampshire and commute to Boston. I was one of them. Hopefully, I'll never have that happen again. But uh, there's a lot, a lot of people who do that. And uh, there's people who live up in, like, Manchester, Concord, New Hampshire. Oh, my God. I can't imagine living. There's a Concord Express bus that goes into Boston, and people take that bus. That has to be, that has to be a two-hour one-way commute every day. Just even if there's no traffic. That's, I mean, Concord's like an hour from here. Boston's 45 minutes from here. On the best of days, you can maybe make it in just under two hours. And then, you know, <laughs> not everybody works right next to South Station, so you've got, you've got some walking to do or maybe to hop on a red line or something. Uh, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully my, my commutes to Boston are, are, are at an end as they have been for over two years. But, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, that's why it's so goddamn expensive here. You look at it and you're like, what's so great about Nashua? Eh, I mean, first of all, you've got everything. I'll, I'll, I'll be a, a cheerleader for the town. I'm not so nuts about Nashua. There's sometimes where I'm just like, I hate this fucking place. And my kids are in the car. I'm like, I fucking hate it. I hate Nashua. I hate New Hampshire. New England sucks. We're getting, I'm fucking out of here. I'm done with this shit. There's so many times, and then like ten minutes later, I'm like, ah, you know, this it's really nice. We really are. It's really a, a nice thing that we live here in such a beautiful state. Look at all the nature we have, the beaches, the oceans, the mountains, the cities. We've got it all right at our fingertips. <laughs> but when you do, I mean, on paper, and that's why that's why I we settled here because I was looking at cities and towns around Boston, and when we tr- when we moved here, I tried to find places to live near Boston, and anything that was uh, re- remotely affordable either was gone by the time I called anybody about it. I'd see somebody, and I'd call immediately, like, hey, hey, is this available? No. Okay. Or, yes, it's available. When can you come and see? Well, actually, I live in North Carolina. Click. Fuck off. If you're not local, we don't even want to talk to you. Uh, and so, <laughs> so I found this charming apartment community <laughs> and, uh, and that's where we settled. And, but one of the things was I said, okay, what's, what's going on in Nashua? 
Is, is anything happening in Nashua? And you look at stuff and you say, okay, they've got a Costco and a BJ's and a Sam's and a Barnes and Noble and a Best Buy and a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's and a two-story Target Superstore at the mall. And they've got all the big box stuff and furniture stores and sporting goods stores and grocery stores and every chain restaurant known to man, but they've got a whole bunch of, you know, the downtown scene is all like local restaurants and stuff. So if you want to go get fucking, uh, you know, Chili's, if you want to go get an awesome blossom at Chili's uh, (laughs) or a real Chicago deep dish pizza at Uno's, or you want to have local seafood or steaks or burgers or Italian. You know, Ita- I use Italian in quotes. I don't know how, how much the Italian food is actually Italian. But anyway, uh, yeah, you got all that stuff. And I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, there's a lot here. And, you know, the highway runs along it. It's like it's not super convenient to Boston, but it's certainly better than any place else in New Hampshire. And just going across the state line, it's it's – exponentially cheaper to live as much as this place sucks uh sucks every last penny out of you it's still cheaper than anything in massachusetts just by being in massachusetts so so that's why we settled here and i'm glad we did i'm glad we did the kids have made a ton of friends we've made like three friends (laughs) i've made a lot of friends through work the wife has made a lot of friends through work, and we've made like four friends maybe outside of outside of work. And I think all but one of them are just from the kids being friends with their kids. Um, it's crazy. It's weird. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we settled here because it's like, yeah, they've got – you know, you look at it and you say, okay, this place has like every – you know, has a big mall and it has chain restaurants and it has all the big box stores and it has all the retail that you could think of. And it has local stuff and like, okay, something's going on here. You know, this isn't like, this isn't uh, East Bumblefuck. This is like, uh, you know, there's stuff here. Is it the, is it the greatest city on earth? No, but it's like, Hey, they've got, they've got a lot of things happening here. This is okay. And so here we are, but man, uh, I was talking to my sister yesterday and she was, I was sending her some real estate stuff that we've been looking at and she's like, woof. Man, that's uh that is quite pricey. I'm like, yeah. But you know what? You know what's sad? Where I think about 2010 where I'm like, "Oh my god, $135,000 for a house. That's that's crazy expensive." <laughs> and now I'm like, "Holy shit, this is only $420,000. And you get 1800 square feet and two toilets and one garage." And I'm not even joking. I'm not fucking joking. I don't know what the hell happened in New Hampshire when they built these houses. But so many houses have one bathroom. I kind of get that. I grew up in a one-bathroom house until I was six. And then we moved into a multiple-bathroom house. But I I get it. A lot of the older houses, they have one bathroom. Sure. Fine. Uh the same houses, if you went to Massachusetts, if you went to New York, if you went to other places that are in the same climate, the same region, same age houses, you know, they look maybe identical, except in New Hampshire, like 80% of them don't have a garage. 
and 10% of those don't have even a carport. Some are lucky enough that they have a little carport. A few have, you know, there's a bunch that have like a one car garage, a two car garage or more is like, then you're really, then you're really talking some big bucks. I'm not even joking. It's like you, you get into the high 500s or the low 600s to get a two-car garage. It's nuts. And I said, well, here's the thing. When you live in a place that's really expensive, those prices seem very, very reasonable after a while. When you look at something that's like, oh, oh baby, this is only $415,000. This is crazy. And uh, I've been looking at a house that I fucking I, – I would love – it's 4,000 square feet. I drove past it last night. It's humongous. It's over an acre of land, which in a in a city like this is almost unheard of. And on top of that, Ted Williams used to summer at this house in the off season. Ted Williams, it's the Ted Williams house. And it uh, about a month ago, back in maybe late March, this thing was listed for like almost $800,000. Which was like, okay, that's nice. I have no, I'm no, nope. But now it's in the high sixes, <laughs> which is still, which is still a shit ton of money. And it's money that I don't particularly want to spend, whether I'm approved for something like that or not. I don't want to spend that kind of money. Uh, and then, uh, but it's, but it's like, oh my gosh, what a, what a house. But I'm back to looking at the little like, you know, that when you when you're in, I mean, and this sounds this sounds crazy, but it's not. It's true. Like when you're looking at houses that are in the uh, the under five hundred thousand dollar price range, that's when you have to start. That's when you get trade offs. You know what I mean? That's like okay, well, this is four hundred something thousand. It has two bed, two bathrooms, uh, but there's only one garage. Or there's no garage, uh, but it's got a, a one and a half baths. Uh, or it's got like, oh, this one has a two-car garage. This is a rare thing. Ah, but it has one bathroom. I got it. Um, it is like you, you have to, yeah, you have to compromise when you're in, when you're, I mean, half a million dollars and you have to compromise in New Hampshire. That's crazy to me. It's just crazy. But then as I was texting with my sister and I said, well, to put it into perspective, and I sent her the real estate listings in, oh, say, Winchester, Massachusetts. And, oh, that, that house that maybe has a garage and maybe has two toilets and doesn't really need some, maybe need some work, maybe need some update. Yeah, that, that thing's about 800000 800, to a million in Winchester, Massachusetts. <laughs> And and the surrounding areas are pretty. I mean, Winchester is one of the one of the more expensive zip codes, but uh, there, there's a lot like that. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's just crazy. It's crazy, man. But we'll see. Those interest rates are going to go up, man. There's a good chance we're we're talking like nine percent by the end of the year. So time to time to pull the trigger if we can. We'll see. We shall see. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope, uh, I hope it's, I hope it's good things though. Okay. I got to go and finish lunch and, uh, we'll talk to you next time on the birthday boy podcast. See ya.